Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And welcome back, everybody. It is 1234 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. We've already had Wayne Gretzky on the show. You heard how excited he was that his uh, former Oilers teammate Kevin Lowe got into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And on that note, uh, we are going to go to our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Full disclosure, the first Edmonton Oilers player I interviewed was when I was working behind the scenes of Darren Detition on Sports Night. Uh, it was during the 1989-90 season, and that player was Kevin Lowe. The first general manager I ever interviewed uh, at an Oilers Golden Bears rookie game was Kevin Lowe, his first year being GM of the Oilers in 2000. And the first guest I ever had on a show called uh, Total Hockey, which spawned into Total Sports, in fact, he was also the first guest on Total Sports and Total uh, Hockey, uh, was Kevin Lowe. So uh, we are very pleased uh, because he's been a, a terrific Edmontonian for a long, long time. I know there's a lot of people excited, including all of his uh, great Oilers teammates over the years. We welcome back to the show Hockey Hall of Fame member Kevin Lowe. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? Kevin, you there? Hello, Kevin. Angie, can you see if there's a uh, issue with the, the phone line? I thought it sounded like we had him there for a second. Maybe I just rambled on too long and he uh, tuned out or fell asleep. I'm not sure. See if you can work on that. Uh, again, Kevin Lowe going in yesterday uh, into the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame, along with St. Albert's Jerome Aginla, Marion Hosa, longtime Chicago Blackhawk and current San Jose Shark general manager uh, Doug Wilson, uh, Oilers GM Ken Holland as a builder, and Kim St. Pierre, the goaltender uh, for Team Canada. Kevin, do we have you? Yes, stop, and I could hear you. I I sadly uh, have to admit I had you on mute, uh, so I, <laughs> I, uh, I listened to the nice intro, and I'm, I'm uh, thrilled to death to be on uh, your show today talking about this. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, still... A, quite a bit numb and that wasn't from all the red wine i had last night i'm just uh, still numb about the fact that uh, i was fortunate enough to be uh, called to the hall yesterday tell me the truth how many times have you actually put me on mute over the years <laughs> <laughs> no it was a respectful mute it wasn't uh it wasn't a purpose-filled mute but yeah no i didn't uh 
I didn't hear Gretz on your show, but uh, I did talk to him yesterday. I talked to a handful of people. Uh, it was such a, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't got back to a lot of people. Maybe some of my friends are listening. So I, I think I had, uh, I took a screenshot of my phone when I went to bed last night. I had 20, 251 outstanding emails, 320 text messages, and 146 uh, voicemails I got to get back to sometime over the next couple of days. But I did happen to talk to Wayne and I, uh, you know, and a couple of the other guys. But And it was real, I could really sense his happiness in the conversation. And, uh, you know, that made me feel good. Who told you? Who, uh, who, ca- who calls in in that situation, says, Kevin, you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Who'd you get the call from? I got it from Lanny McDonald. Um, uh, Lanny, of course, is the uh, the chair of the Hockey Hall of Fame, so he has the the luxury and the privilege to uh, to make the calls. And I I've known Lanny forever. Uh, you know, I, we don't socialize a ton together, but we certainly uh, talk to each other. Uh, you know, from time to time. So it was a four one six number. Uh, I was in the yard doing some yard work and. And uh, picked up, didn't, you know, had no idea who it was. And, and uh, you could tell by his voice, Kevin, it's Lanny. I'm like, Lanny, okay, what's up? Thinking in the back of my mind, well, he wouldn't be phoning me to tell me I didn't make it to the hall. So right, right. My, heart skipped a, my heart skipped a beat then. You grew up uh, in the province of Quebec, and you were playing junior hockey during the time that the Montreal Canadiens were, they were the team. I mean, they won four straight cups. Uh, I think they've got nine guys off that team in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, in many respects, when you watch that and observe that, was that a a bit of a model? And obviously, Glenn Sather spent some time there in the mid-1970s as well. But, you know, you guys are now creeping up into those numbers. There's seven skaters, and, you know, Glenn Sather, I mean, it's there. there is a comparable in terms of the amount of guys that are involved that great Canadians team. And what a wonderful place to have grown up in Quebec during that time, Kevin. It sure was. They were no, no undoubtedly uh, role models for... For me, um, you know, I had an aunt who was actually, uh, you know, uh, in love with Jean Beliveau. And, uh, and of course, she'd bring me up to date and, you know, him being such a gentleman and all the wonderful things he did in the city. And uh, so Beliveau is obviously a role model. And just the fact that the Canadians, you know, their history of winning, it was, it was great to watch. Um, you know, Edmonton didn't have an NHL team back then. And... Uh, uh, you know, so when I was finally drafted in '79, the first year of the Oilers, it was there was lots of work to do to first of all gain the respect of the National Hockey League and hockey fans, and it seemed uh, it took a little longer for uh, for word to to filter to the East that uh, there were some good things going on in Edmonton. So uh, I guess they failed to recognize that uh, or or. Maybe they're all in bed when we're winning games, but uh, it sure was nice to start winning Stanley Cups and gain the respect of, you know, not only uh, uh, hockey fans in the East, but all hockey fans. Well, Bob Gainey was a really good defensive forward. He's in the Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, was a, a great champion. And I think there might be some comparables in terms of how he sort of conducted himself as a player and the unselfishness that he played with. And, you know, certainly your teammates, Wayne's already spoken to that today about what you meant as a group. But I know you you did a, an availability yesterday. 
truth be known, you didn't. Did you not see yourself as a Hall of Famer, or you know, does I mean, how do, how do, how does that go through the mind process for for a guy, given the success that you had with those great Oilers teams back in the day? Yeah, uh, to answer your question, no, I didn't see myself as a Hall of Famer, and 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 that's simply because. To me, the Hall of Fame, you know, are names like Gordie Howe and Bob Yor and Wayne Gretzky and Jean Beliveau and Mark Messier and, you know, those elite players, which I never was an elite player. Um, and, and, uh, but, you know, every so often people would say, I think you should be in the Hall of Fame or, you know, we're giving tours of the Hall of Fame room at the Rogers Place and, and I'd be doing the tour and saying, you know, these are the, our Hall of Famers. And they go, well, where's your picture? And, you know, it, it was always kind of an awkward thing. I'd never, I never felt I should be there, but it was, it was always like, uh, you know, defending that I wasn't. And um, uh, so I, I was totally shocked when I got the call yesterday. I mean, I knew it was the Hall of Fame selection time, but I just didn't think I had the, you know, obviously didn't have the point credentials. Uh, to get in, but um, I guess they they recognize the, the leadership in the championships. And at the end of the day, that's what most hockey players play for is to win Stanley Cups. Uh, so uh, I think I, I succeeded in that category. We're joined by Kevin Lowe, who is the seventh Oiler player uh, to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Glenn Sather is in as a uh, coach slash builder as well. Uh, Kevin, Glenn, we, we ran a clip from Glenn Anderson earlier in the show today, and he, he referenced Vish. And as I recall, was it Mark Messier who nicknamed you Vish after uh, Sid Vicious? Because I know Mark was a big fan of music. Yeah, it was actually Mark and his brother Paul. We, uh, Mark and I lived together for a bunch of years, and Paul was playing hockey in Germany, and he would come home in the summers and would live with us. So we spent a lot. I spent a lot of time with the Messier family. And, yeah, the nickname Vish uh, came from them for sure yeah that's uh well you know you, you had a it sort of worked because at times you could be a little bit unpredictable on the ice and we ran a clip from lanny mcdonald and he said you were sort of the uh the leader of the pack when things uh, got engaged at times and and i you know I, I i'm gonna guess you might say there was more than one or two leaders and that's why you guys had the success you did yeah no question i mean wayne uh i mean it started with lee fogelin and and you know, going way back with guys like Al Hamilton and Ron Chipperfield and B.J. McDonald. I mean, we, we were so blessed to have, at the earliest stages of, of our careers in the NHL, you know, wonderful people. And um, and then, uh, you know, eventually Lee became captain. And, of course, uh, well-documented, he stepped down and handed the captaincy to, to Wayne. So as, as we became a, a, a cup-challenging team, uh, you know, you as lieutenants, I guess you de, you know you default to the captain, and but certainly the captain can't be expected to be doing it all the time. So, you know, the next in line would be Mark uh, uh, or a guy like myself. You know, we'd we'd read the dressing room and see that you know with the body language. You know, I could see Wayne. I could see in his face he was tired, or I could see that Mess was, you know, maybe upset with something else. So that's when I'd take my cue to step up and speak in the dressing room and um uh so we we i mean we worked well with one another and it was only because we all had so much respect for one another and it was never about you know i'm the guy or i'm going to be the guy that's speaking here it was just about hey one of us has just got to do it we just got to get it's all about getting the job done 
Kevin, uh, you basically spent uh, pretty much, with the exception of, what, four seasons with the Rangers or three seasons with the Rangers, the last 40 years in Edmonton here, so you've committed to the marketplace. Uh, but i just like to... It, was it? Were you sort of the driver behind the only guys that get uh, their jersey hung up in the rafters in Edmonton are guys that are in? I mean, I know Al Hamilton's up there. He's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but he was a big part of uh, your guys' first year in the NHL and was a terrific player in the World Hockey Association before his eye injury. Um, was it your sort of premise that you, you got to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame before you get your jersey retired? Yes, it was. Um and and that's because uh, uh, God bless him, Jim Matheson was, uh, and he's still to the till again this week uh, wrote an article, uh, and I got to thank um, Maddie for keeping the fire building uh, burning. But um, um, you know, Maddie, you know, wrote it was time to you know put my number up, and it just was awkward for me being the general manager. I didn't, I saw it happen in a couple other cities where hockey executives were you know in charge of the team and were having their numbers retired and i just i just whether i deserved it or not it just the thought of it seemed awkward to me so um you know felt the simple simple way to end the discussion was just you know create a rule that you have to be in the hall of fame now it's not written down anywhere it's not it's not uh um you know it's it's not gospel but uh it it you know, it's probably not a bad idea, um, but I don't know uh, what uh, you know. Daryl Cates and Kenny Holland will decide going forward. Uh, but that was just something that actually Patrick LaForge and I, at the time, would have you know come to the conclusion that that was a good way to sort of push off the idea of getting my number up there. Does it make it even better that you are going in a, in a Hall of Fame class with Ken Holland, who's uh, going in in the builders category? Yeah, no question. I mean, Kenny, uh, you know, one of the first calls I got when I was a general manager was from Kenny Holland. Um, and then fast forward, you know, working together in the Olympics in Vancouver and in Sochi, just have such great regard with him. We had, you know, so much fun. He's, he's, I mean, he's a pro. Uh, he's a dog-on-the-bone hockey guy like no other. Uh, so I just actually go, we hadn't had a chance to talk until about an hour ago. And, you know, he, he was just, we're both talking how fortunate we are. We like the fact that we're going in together. There's some synergies, but, and then he was right on to what, what the Oilers got to do against Chicago and, <laughs> and, you know, how this is, you know, the goal is to see 97 hoist the cup in the very near future. You know, uh, this is all a building process and it's like, uh, you know, I was uh, I was uh, loving it because uh, he's so deserving of being to do what he did, and 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 you know to come from all aspects, you know, to start as an area scout and then then a head scout and then an assistant general manager and then a general manager, and you know, I mean, if I, I was fast tracked into my position, certainly Kenny paid his dues uh, and deserves to be there. So really cool to be going in with him. Yeah. Uh, do you miss the days of getting uh, 273 phone calls a day from the media, of which 139 were for me each day? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I really don't. I mean, I, I, it's all part of the, the job, I understand. And um, uh, but I certainly don't miss uh, certainly don't miss having to talk about myself and uh, or, or have to explain uh, 
uh, losses or bad contracts or bad trades. So uh, I'll leave that for guys like Kenny. They got thicker skin than me. Now the Lowe family uh, got a uh, you, you got you got some good news, some great news over the course of the last couple of weeks involving uh, Keegan. Is that right? Yeah, Keegan and his lovely wife Bree had a little baby boy. Ledger is his name. Uh, uh, about three weeks ago now, and uh, he's they're doing well. He's it's just uh, it's a real treat uh, to have to have uh, a grand child in the family and hopefully more to come uh by the way i got a text here from to he says i wonder if kalo wants his last game worn jersey back i've been wearing it uh, for all these years since the days of rexall so there you have uh and i'll, I'll leave you the, with this kevin uh we also have a, a personal connection uh, i don't know if a lot of listeners know this but you were involved in uh, you know, I was trying to go for the 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 the, the, the quad for today's show. We, we got Wayne, uh, we've got you on, we've got Brian Burke, who's part of the uh, Hall of Fame committee coming up. George LaRock is going to join us. He's a huge fan of yours, and he wanted to jump in. But I was trying to get Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the show uh, from his time in Waterkeepers. <laughs> Turns out it's a little bit harder to get Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I, I worked on it for a couple days. Uh, but the, and if anybody out there is li- uh, uh, has not seen the documentary that is on Netflix right now uh, about Robert F. Kennedy, especially for those of you that might be a little socially left and uh, want to watch something on a guy that was about 50 years ahead of his time on some significant uh, social issues in society. You might want to check out the uh, the RFK uh, documentary. It's fantastic. But you've met some, I know you met uh, Gord uh, Downey uh, through Water. You've met some pretty cool people along the way outside of the sporting world, haven't you? Yeah, I sure have. Um, again, a lot of that uh, is thanks to Wayne because, of course, everyone wanted to come watch Wayne, but um, yeah, I think once you've established yourself in, in a league and, and you become a, a winner, uh, people like to like to you know take an opportunity to grab a few words. So I had a lot of lot of nice messages, and uh, uh, one of Paul Coffey's good buddies, uh, Jim Cuddy, who's I'm a big fan of. Um, uh, Jim left a message, and yeah, so it was very cool, very cool. Congratulations. Uh, I think there's going to be, uh, when we do get back and we do have fans, it's going to be awesome to see your jersey go up to the rafters. Thanks for taking time, and congratulations once again, Wayne. Or Kevin. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate <laughs> you it. You bet. <laughs> All right, awesome stuff. That is uh, Kevin Lowe. Yeah, I dropped in a Wayne there. That was me. It's been one of those days. Uh, awesome stuff. We were all right, so we've had Wayne Gretzky. We've had Kevin Lowe going into the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. I was just thanking somebody back in a text for doing the show and uh, had our, the, the wires got crossed. I'm getting old. Coming up at uh, 105 today, Brian Burke, George LaRock at 135. Wayne Gretzky, Kevin Lowe, the day after he gets into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Brian Burke, George LaRock on today's edition of Oilers Now. We will tell you that uh, Kevin was our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and their clients. And should mention, all season long, the Oilers Now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the gang at James H. Brown, they'll take care of you during challenging times. We'll take a timeout. It's 12 
Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton. Uh, Kevin Lowe, the seventh Oiler player to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. We just heard from Connor McDavid. He'll be the eighth. Scott has texted the show to say, hey, Bob, and a uh, special uh, shout-out to Mr. Lowe, 40-year Oiler fan. Uh, this is on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and Scott says, 40-year Oiler fan since forever listener and hockey fanatic Scott here. Uh, remembering Kevin's first goal to his battles, uh, vicious uh, with Gillies and Tonelli, his endless invaluable contributions to the Stanley Cup winners, to watching them hoist the cup at MSG, to his return to the Oilers' blue line, helping guys out like McGillis, uh, Boris Miranoff, Luke Richardson, and Drew Bannister. What an incredible career as a player, and absolutely do with this induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. His leadership on and off the ice as an Oiler is so much appreciated and acknowledged. Thank you, Mr. Lowell. That one comes to us from Scott Hall. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.